0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Daf HaShavu as we study Meseches Chagiga, Daf Yud Zayin. We're out of the Haggadah section, as we started last week moving back to Chagiga issues. And today we'll try to touch on three halachic issues. Hopefully we'll get to the third one as well. The first issue and the second issue really are Meseches Beitzah issues, but we're going to discuss over here. We did not study Dafa HaShavu or Meseches Beitza. We started with Rosh Hashanah. Tosfos, right on the top of Daf Yitzayin, discusses why these issues are being discussed in Maseches Chagiga. You could look at that little Tosfos. The first issue is going to be the question of cooking on Yom Tov. People are under the impression at times that all cooking on Yom Tov is allowed. We'll point out the basic halacha and the exceptions to the halacha. We'll deal, as some of you asked me, based on last off, some of the questions of animals. On Yom Tov it relates to Shabbos as well, and if we have a chance, we'll talk about the Tashlumim issue of Shavuos and how that impacts us today regarding saying Tachlum and maybe some other issues of Shavuos. Bisman hazeh. The pasuk in Shemos Pericut beis pasuk tezayin Achashay Yochel Chol Ye'asal So the Machlokas that we have between Beish and Beis Hillel is what is Lachem coming to exclude? We're going to focus on Beis Hillel, who says that Lachem is velola Akum. And therefore, the special allowance for cooking on Yom Tov is, in particular, for a Jew, but not for a non-Jew. Now, this doesn't mean that everything relating to the preparation of food is allowed on Yom Tov. We actually have a uh, Pasuk in Perik Lamed He, Pasuk Gimel of Shamos, Lo Sevaru Eish B'chom Hosh And if you look at the Yerushalmi Perik Beis Halacha He, find us in the Bavli as well, on Beitza, Yud Beis Aleph, and then we'll get to some bottom line Halacha Lamasa, so we know that the kindling of a fire is a problem, not just on Shavas, but on Yom Tov. On Yom Tov, there'll be a special dispensation as far as adding fuel to an existing fire. And then you have to get through the halachas as far as when you could raise the fire and lo- lower the fire. That's the issue of Havara. But we're going to focus just very briefly, at least in the first part of the shir, not so much on the Havara issue, but on the Bishel issue, which is the question that comes up. In this Gemara, relating to, we get into the discussion through the Shlomim and the Ola. The Gemara says, if you look into Beitzah, as understood by the Poskim, that ideally all food should really be prepared even before Yom Tov. On Shabbos, it's not just preferably, it's a requirement. On Yom Tov, if at all possible, one should prepare the food before Yom Tov, but the exception is if the quality of the food will be better cooking it on Yom Tov, then we're allowed to cook it on Yom Tov. Halach you find is discussed in the Rambam, Perak Aleph, Meichas Yom Tov, Halacha Hei, Shulchan Aruch Taf Tzadi Hei, And if there's a loss of the taste of the quality, then it's not just okay to do it on Yom Tov, it seems to be the ideal. If you look into the Mishnah Brewer there, Sif on tests. Once we allow the cooking to take place, then if you put in a little bit extra, that will not be an issue. Even though we have a separate question of being able to prepare for one day of the Chag until the next day of the Chag, which would not be allowed. But if the, there's a little bit extra in there, and we assume that it helps the taste just by cooking the regular recipe, then there would not be a problem with that. What I wanted to just touch on very briefly, because that's what relates to in the Gemara, is the cooking for a non-Jew. This comes up, halacha in the situation of inviting a non-Jew for a Seder. So without getting into the questions of having intermarried couples at our events, etc., but let's say there's a non-Jew, even a co-worker, maybe somebody who works for us. So following Beis Hillel, and you see this discussed, Halach in the Shulchan Aruch, Taf Kuf Yud, Beis, Sif Aleph, just to bottom line it, is you can't do malacha or do any cooking for a non-Jew. It would only be allowed for a Jew. You can't do anything for a non-Jew on Yom Tov with any of the dispensations that are given for malachos on Yom Tov. But in particular, we see this pasug in the context of cooking. And therefore, since it's not permissible to cook for a non-Jew on Yom Tov, to invite a non-Jew to eat with us, we're going to end up finding ourselves in a challenge. Not that there's an inherent problem in inviting them, but we're concerned that if we need some extra food, then you'll end up cooking for them. This is, again, tough kofiud beis. Aleph is spelled out. However, when yomtav occurs on Shabbos, you're not going to end up having this restriction since the Jewish host is not even going to be able to cook for himself or for his own guests, for his... Jewish guests. So this becomes a uh, halacha that when it comes to a seder, ironically, a seder that's happening on a Friday night, on Shabbos there will be less of an issue, actually no issue, to invite a non-Jew. It's interesting discussion about non-Jews participating in the carbon Pesach, maybe not eating the matzah, but we're going to leave that aside for now. But halacha again, cooking on Yom Tov, is allowed for a Jew if there's any additional quality. We know that you're not allowed to cook from one day to the next day, but if you have extra food in there, then, and it's going to affect in a positive way the quality of the food, then we would allow having a little extra in there. A non-Jew could be invited and therefore cooked for, uh, could be invited for a Shabbos meal because we're not going to cook. You can't invite a non-Jew to a meal taking place during the week, um, when it's a Yom Tov. Now, Halakhla one of the questions that comes up that I've had to address is how about a person who is becoming a ger in the process of education, and I'm not gonna be able to deal with that now, but the post deal with that, and maybe there's a, an exception that is made. But ideally, until one is Jewish, Shabbos is the time to invite them if they are not Jewish. In the same siman of the Shulchan Arach, Taf Kuf, Yud Beis, and in Sif Gimel, we previously mentioned Sif Aleph, the Mechaber says that just like it's forbidden to do any malacha on Yom Tov, and we're talking here about cooking for a non-Jew, so too one would not be able to do a malacha if it relates to one's behema, to one's pet. So... This said ends up generating a, a very important question, which really is a question also when it comes to the non-Jew, that we have a general principle of mitoch that you may be familiar with from studying Maseches Beitzah. Once we say, mitoch shehutra malacha latzarach So that will not knock us out of the prohibition, and we'd have to spend a lot more time on why, but just to keep that in mind, if we ever study Maseches Beitzah together, But the general approach will be both to whether it applies to cooking for non-Jews, cooking for anything that is not for the use of a Jew, and this situation includes a behemoth as well. Now this leads us, once we're talking about behemos, to really the question that came up on last daf, relating to the smicha, the concern of doing smicha, whether smicha is required or not required, whether it's ma'akev, the karbon, but one is not allowed to press down, definitely in a uh, forceful way, in a heavy way, as we learn, onto an animal. And the question is why not? What, what prohibition is that? Whether we're talking here about Shabbos or whether we're talking about Yom Tov. And if you look at Rashi's, we saw last, in last week's staff, and you find this in Sechas Beitz as well, it says because you're not allowed to use an animal on. Yom Tov, or Shabbos. And what I'd like to try to just explain is halacha l'masa, how does that play out with our pets, with our dogs, with our other animals that we may have in our homes. Before getting to some of the Dirabanans relating to animals, I just want to point out that we could be dealing with derisis. One of the common questions that we get actually relates to these partials that we're learning now about the Mishkan and the relationship between the Mishkan and Malachas of Shabbos. Those who study Masecha Shabbos are going to become very familiar with this. So you find the Gemara in uh, Masechah Shabbos and Davchav Ches Beis talks about the Malacha of Tzad, which is capturing a behemah, how we learned it out from the Mishkan, where they would obtain hides that were required for the leather and for the different coverings of the Mishkan, and that the animals had to be uh, taken. The way they were taken is through being captured. There's a general assumption, just to give you very briefly, in the halachas of capturing, that there has to be a confinement that takes place. And there's a big kula when it comes to domesticated animals, Uh, certain animals that were even on the farm that were well-behaved, if we could use that terminology, and therefore, they were by definition confined. So, by closing the door on them, let's say if you have a cat or a dog, it's really not going to be considered to be of. It's not considered to be a violation of this malacha. You look in Shochanarich Shintezayin Sif Yud Bays the Ramah there, the Mishnah Sif Katan, Nun Tess. The issue that does come up. I had to deal with this halacha recently. Is let's say someone has a new animal, a new dog, who's not yet accustomed to its new owner. So there may be an issue there. I learned that dogs go through a certain training process, but sometimes they bring the dog in to get to know the owner, they should develop a nice relationship. So at that point, these malacha, this malacha may actually apply. We're not gonna deal with wild animals. But our issue in the Gemara is more of the dirabanan question. The Rambam Perak Aleph, Chaf Aleph, Halacha of Hecho discusses the uh, prohibition to ride a behema on Shabbos. And the gezerah that's mentioned here, which brings us into the drabbanon realm, outside the Dereissa realm, is Shema Yachtoch. Shema Yachtoch Zemura lahanhiga. That there's a concern that you'll ride it, you'll pass a tree, you'll take off a branch to help lead the animal. As far-fetched as this may seem, This clearly has been codified and enacted as a Gezerah de Rabbanon. It's a Gezerah of Kotser, really of Tlisha, which is different forms of ripping a branch off on shabs or taking something from the ground. And in the Rabban's formulation here, it's just like you can't do that. You can't hang from an animal. you You can't climb onto an animal. And you can't even lean on an animal as we connect this back to our Gemara. Now, the only exception that the Rambam makes, or a broad exception, we'll see the relevance of this, is you're allowed to remove a load from an animal because of Sar You also find in the Gemara and Bates on Daflamid Vavam is another reason that's given the concern. Of going beyond the Trum, Yerushalmi talks about the possibility of Shvisas Behema. But either way, this is all codified, Lahalacha, as a prohibition. And then it lists the other prohibitions as well, with the exception of the Tsar Bali this leads us of course to saying that the animals are by definition in disuse. They have no functional purpose and therefore would be considered to be muksa. Muksa is an Isidrabanan, but it's of course based on these concerns and it's in fact a muksa mahmas gufo. So how do we end up dealing let's say, with a dog on Shabbos. You look into the Mishnabura, you look into the Sharatsian, right, in Shinhei Sifkaton Samachalif, Shinhei Sifkaton Nubes, we have this very broad prohibition relating to Bahamas. The Sharetzion actually brings down the Shvisas Bahama as well. So when it comes down to it, animals really can't be dealt with, On Shabbos or on Yom Tov. However, there is an exception because of Tsar B'alichayim, and you could find this in the Mishnah Brura, just the bottom line at Shin Ches Sifkat on Kufna and Aleph, where you could grab an animal, hold it around its neck, and walk it in order to prevent or alleviate its Tsar. This would be done, let's say, with a leash, which is the best possible way. So here you have a balance between the Sar Balichayim, which also would be a prohibition. But it's not a free-for-all, especially if you're in a situation where you may end up carrying it. And then, to carrying it would be prohibited, even if it's done in a place where there's no Erev, because here you're dealing with Hotsa, which is an isur Doreisa. And this is spelled out in Shinchas Sif Mem Mishnah Bura Sif Katan Kof Mem Vav. Now, how about touching? or petting an animal. So this is really prohibited. That would be my first response, and if someone asked me, I'd say you shouldn't do it. There is room for some flexibility. There's an interesting tshuva of Reb Moshe. Reb Moshe, Narechayim Cheilakei, Beis, has a whole bunch of muqsa shayel. a very important tshuva, but it's very bottom line it, sound, it looks a little bit more like some of the questions that it asked Reb Chaim Knievsky, where you don't necessarily see the whole development, but clearly there is development behind it. And Ramosha says that in a situation where there's hana, pleasure, in the context of kids enjoying, he's talking about uh, some birds, then this would be so far away from the prohibition that we have in the Gemara. I think this is what some rely on when it comes to petting pets, touching pets. But on the surface, it's a little bit of a stretch. I'm not saying Ramosha is a stretch, but it's not clear that Ramosha is really giving an allowance. There's a sefer, a very beautiful sefer, tiltule Shabbos, it has parts of it in Hebrew, some of the most important in English. And the author of this sefer says he himself spoke to Ramosha, and Ramosha did not allow the dealing with animals at all, with pets on Shabbos or Yom Tov, except for the walking, which would be to prevent a Tsar Balei Chayim issue. So, hopefully, we've brought this all to you, all connected to the Smicha, which seems to be something irrelevant to us today, but hopefully, we showed the relevance. We didn't have an opportunity to get to the Shavuos piece in Tashlumen, but Baruch Hashem, it continues on to the next daf. So that's how we will start next week's year. Have a great week of learning.